0: It's a fantasy about being perfect. Now, I want to differentiate here that it's not just going into a goal and wanting to be really dang good at it. That's not the same thing. Most of us go into a goal wanting to be really good at it, hoping for perfection, but this is different. This is where somehow along the way, your worth and your value essentially got tied up into this specific fantasy. If this one thing in your life were perfect, then everything else would be perfect. Hello my loves and welcome to the Purposeful Lifestyle Development Podcast, where we discuss all things thought work and manifestation, but we use neuroscience and the study of the brain to do so. I'm your host, Tessa Spizak. I'm a board-certified practitioner, master life and health coach, and seasoned executive speaker. If you're ready to create your highest value lifestyle and turn your dream life into a reality, you're in the right place. Let's get right into today's episode. Hello, hello, and thank you for being here for our first conversation about perfectionist fantasies. I cannot wait to get into this topic. I feel like every time it comes up in a coaching session, I get a very strong response. Sometimes people look at me like their whole life flashed in front of their eyes. And typically at some point in the conversation, I get some variation of, well, you must be a mind reader or you're in my brain, but I must admit my dear loves, unfortunately, I cannot see into your brain. You guys, I would not be able to passionately teach and talk about this if I hadn't done it or worked through it and refined it on myself first. The reason it may feel that I'm reading your brain is simply that I just really pay attention and am fascinated by my own brain. What are my real thoughts, my ingrained thoughts, thoughts that were maybe given to me by someone else and I didn't realize all of that? And to teach or to help someone in the nature that I do, it takes a lot of study and analyzing my own brain. If I need to really truly understand and believe something, I need to understand it from all the aspects. I need to know the science of it, what's happening and why, what does it actually feel like versus what they say it will, all of that. So I do wanna say that this is a very normal way to have a thought process work. It's pretty ingrained in us in the society that we're in. And it's so fascinating when this topic typically needs to come up in a coaching session, as we're working through it, I see a similar trend is that The folks that I'm talking to tend to beat themselves up for not already knowing this, for not already having this information right off the bat. But sorry, none of us have these magical mind reading powers like that. And hindsight can be 20-20. Yes, so using that hindsight and going in with a bit of a blueprint really can be to your advantage. And I needed to create the blueprint for myself. So this is what I'm talking about. How I have truthfully and genuinely evolved the best pieces of my life with this information. That's why I know it so well and why I can spot it so much in others who maybe have the same tendencies. But enough of that. With all of that out of the way, let's get right into it. What is a perfectionist fantasy and what are you supposed to do about them? A perfectionist fantasy is exactly as it's named. It's a fantasy about being perfect. Now I want to differentiate here That it's not just going into a goal and wanting to be really dang good at it. That's not the same thing. Most of us go into a goal wanting to be really good at it, hoping for perfection, but this is different. This is where somehow along the way your worth and your value essentially got tied up into this specific fantasy. If this one thing in your life were perfect, then everything else would be perfect. You would be happy. You would never have the negative pieces of the human experience. I've done a lot of work in nutrition, and I think a lot of us can relate to this, at least for some time period in our life. So I'm gonna use the example of getting healthy. Whatever your reason is for wanting to get healthy, whether it's to feel better, to have more confidence, whatever your case may be, just you're wanting to get more healthy. And this can be for people who maybe had this before and you know, life happens, life throws a wrench in there sometimes, and maybe they had stopped prioritizing their health for a while, want to intentionally reprioritize that. Maybe they come from a family who hasn't really ever prioritized health and they're just learning to do it for themselves on the first time. So regardless of the reason, regardless of the cause, this person has set out a goal to find their best health. What that means to them, they have to start asking these questions what does healthy mean to me? Where do my priorities lie? What do I want to do? Where should I take steps to get to my vision of healthy and what my goal for myself is? Seems simple enough. Now, if you compare that to someone who has getting healthy set as their perfectionist fantasy, it's a much different story. In this case, someone can really fantasize about a reality that doesn't exist. And it can be in one of two ways. Firstly, say it's this health goal. It's a fantasy that everything in your life will be easy and will fall into place and we don't have the negative parts of the human experience. And if everything is set on this thought, right? Oh, my boss is a jerk because he doesn't take me seriously because he doesn't think I look healthy. And I went on a date with this person and they didn't call me back. And it's probably because they didn't think I'm healthy. So they can go into this view and end up Maybe they do get healthy, get to their vision of healthy. But when all of these negative pieces continue to arise in their life, we're going to have a bit of a tailspin. So in that case, in the terms of health, we can see things like yo-yo dieting, where you lose the weight or you get to that place of health. And we didn't fix the thought process. We didn't fix the reality of the situation. And so the weight can come back on which will bring in more negative self-talk. We do it again. We all know about yo-yo dieting. It's a really vicious cycle. Now on the other hand, and this is... I think a lot of what I had to work through on this side was the fantasy of tomorrow, the perfect tomorrow. And it's a beautiful tactic to visualize. I I definitely don't want to push anyone away from using visualization, using journaling, manifesting, and really feeling and sitting in the life that you want because that's absolutely necessary. But... It can get a little ugly if not treated with care. And this is where you can put so much time and energy into the perfect day schedule, exactly right down to the minute. And really, we can't do that. That is a fantasy in and of itself. If you hit some traffic or take a phone call or any little thing, just the stars do not align exactly in that day it's going to crumble because it's a fantasy land. And the problem here is if we look at what the brain is actually doing in this scenario, is we are releasing our hormones backwards. Now hear me out. If you think of dopamine, that is the hormone that we secrete from our brains that's basically like your get up and go, right? It it gives you the adrenaline, it tells you to go. Now, if you are in this place where you are fantasizing about tomorrow and building out the perfect tomorrow or next month or next year, or what have you, your brain can start releasing that dopamine. Then you get high on the fantasy. You get so excited about the fantasy and maybe even potentially when it's go time. Maybe you've used a bit too much, or if, again, we're in a normal human life, normal human experience, and all the stars don't line up exactly like you want, or you don't feel the way you do, then you can throw in the towel. Right? And this can turn into more of that negative self-talk where you now spend the rest of the day downing yourself and creating the new perfectionist fantasy for tomorrow. Is this ringing a bell for anyone? Do this enough, this is going to lead to some really severe burnout. Because thinking about the situation, as we said last time, thinking about it and living it can be very, very similar to the brain, right? Our mind and our brains do function a little bit differently. You can think of our mind like your conscious thought, and your brain like your subconscious thought, that computer that's running in the background. And this is really something that you should sit with. You know, take some notes, really think about it and talk to yourself. So if you're driving right now as you're listening to this or something that you can't pause and take some notes, that's okay. Come back to it and really, really sit with this thought. Either are you attributing one piece of your reality to everything else? Is there something in your life, in your reality that you feel is the cause of all these other problems or other negative aspects? If so, that's really something to look into. Additionally, if you find yourself getting really excited and really high on this idea of a perfect turnout and then really crumble when it isn't perfect, we've got to have this conversation. And it's okay. Again, this isn't something you just know right off the bat. This is perfectly fine. But Understanding this about myself and really breaking it down, like I said, the best pieces of my life have fallen into place since. So let's really get into the specifics and go back to our example of someone who really, really wants to get healthy. Now, if this is a good goal, right, and we're doing smart goals, you have set that you'd really want to hit the gym this many times, or it's this many new vegetables on your plate, or whatever metric you have for tracking your success and staying motivated and making sure it works. These are all good things. But Instead of allowing yourself to learn and make mistakes and potentially have bad days, you've somehow got this wrapped up in your brain that your self-worth is now tied to this. And again, a perfectionist fantasy is different than hoping that you're going to do it perfectly. If for you, being healthy means going to the gym four times a week and you want to really hit it, that's great. That's a goal. A perfectionist fantasy says that if you do not hit the gym four times this week, then you failed, you're a failure, you'll never get healthy, why are you even trying? And this may sound a bit dark and a bit morbid, but think about the way we talk to ourselves. It's much different than the way we talk to our others. I am quite sure that if you could somehow hear your own thoughts and the way we can talk negatively to ourselves sometimes, you would be floored if you heard anyone else say the same things to them. And I think it's really important to note what's happening in the brain, Unfortunately, if we keep telling ourselves and getting high on this dopamine rush of what this perfect day is, and clearly it's the fantasy day that's not going to happen, unfortunately what's happening in the brain is you can start to lose accountability and credibility with yourself and your brain can start to feel like you might lie to it. I like to use the example with an alarm clock, right? This is a really easy way to visualize this. If you set your alarm clock every single day for the same time and you snooze it every single time, well, guess what? An alarm clock does not signal to your brain, wake up. It signals to your brain that you're about to hit snooze. And truthfully, does that extra nine or so minutes, maybe you snooze for 20 minutes, does that actually help? Do you go back into deep sleep? Of course not. We know this, and we also know that if you have a problem with snoozing, the best thing to do is just push through it a couple times, and it gets a lot easier. So this is the same premise here. If you keep setting out some impossible standards for yourself and your computer brain is running in the background, it's going to start telling itself that that doesn't really mean what you think it means. And you can start to down yourself, right? Again, this is what creates some of that negative talk or the self-sabotaging thoughts. So what do we do about it instead? Now, don't worry. I'm not going to tell you that you have to just drop and get rid of and forget about your perfectionist fantasies. Because as someone who has, again, had to coach myself out of them, I understand that that's just not logical and not really going to happen. Instead, I want you to consider your perfectionist fantasies as a stretch goal. And you also need to give yourself a minimum standard. So let's go back to our health example. We'll use the gym. It's an easy number to look at. Say we've got the perfectionist fantasy of I would be so much better if I went to the gym four times a week. That's what you think or thought was your standard. That's fine. And we can work towards that. You can set a goal of that. However, in the meantime, you need to just set something that is very, very realistic to you. Is that one time? Is that moving your body intentionally a couple times a week? What is that baseline? Something that's actually attainable for you. And I'm not saying this as just something that's going to make you feel better. No, this is actually going to change the structure of your thought process and those neural pathways in the brain. and it'll make you feel a little better too, which is always good. So hear me out. What's happening in the brain is when you are allowing yourselves to make these little wins, just the small wins, I move my body for 30 minutes or whatever you consider to be enough of a win, it's going to go back to those happy, feel good, get stuff done hormones. You've got serotonin and dopamine that's coming out your are endocrine system is really happy with you. You've got endorphins flowing because not only did you do something good for you that creates those endorphins, you hit your goal, man, and that feels really good to the brain. So when that happens guess who is much more likely to go back again, again, and again. So now your brain is getting its feel-good hormones, it's getting its high from actually accomplishing the task instead of sitting here and getting the feel-goods just from thinking about it and hoping for it. Does that make sense? I'll give myself and this podcast as an example. I have been a speaker for a very long time. I have been giving seminars in front of massive groups of people, and I don't say that to brag. I just find it fascinating, again, that hindsight is twenty twenty that that was so easy for me, but the idea of getting on a podcast and having to publish it and having to create the page and having to edit out any mistakes and... Most importantly, having other people that can now go back and critique and edit. That I didn't realize at the time was one of my perfectionist fantasies. I had already been working on my perfectionist fantasies for a long time, but that was a genuine fear. And once I realized that, it was much easier to say, oh, okay, that's what I was worried about. I also understand my brain is trying to keep me safe right? It has pieces of it that are like its filter. It's going to show me basically what I believe to be true. And if I believe that it wouldn't be good enough or whatever thought that was going on in my head, well, it's going to give me pieces that prove me right. And my comfort zone was just speaking to people in public. So you can't replay that if I said something silly. And of course, those weren't my thoughts at the time. I didn't realize that. I just thought, Oh, well, I don't have the time or, you know, I do this in person and, you know, I gave myself all these different excuses that just made it seem like a logical decision, but no personal development and development on purpose is an ongoing thing. That, again, my dears, is part of the human experience, is anything you want to get better at, anything you want to be good at, you have to continue to practice. And I don't see why we consider sometimes in our society, sometimes considers self-development and intentional self-development to only be something that you should do if you have a problem to fix. No of course not. We all live in a society, we've all have messages given to us, and you can intentionally decide that you don't like some of these messages, and you'd rather think a different thought. And when it comes to everything else, we understand. When it comes to working out, clearly you can't go to the gym once, or even just get your six pack once and expect it to be there for the rest of your life. You can't brush your teeth one time and expect to have good oral hygiene forever. This is the same thing. We can't find one negative thought or one incorrect ingrained thought, whatever you want to call it. You can't find one and assume that just because you fix that one, you're never going to have to fix another one. So I really consider this an act of self-love to dig into your own head, to see what your thoughts are. Really, the most important thing that we can do is live a good life. And by good, I don't mean, you know, what some people might list out on the material aspects. No, I mean good as enjoyous. joyous. You can't pour from an empty cup, right? So whatever it is that you want to give into this world, whether it's to your family, whether you have a community, you have a cause, anything, if you want to be better at giving to them, you must give to yourself first. And we all have so much greatness and so much creativity. We all do. And if you have a limiting belief or you have a perfectionist fantasy or something along these lines that is blocking you from giving whatever your gift is to the world and to the people that need it or the people that you want to give this gift to, then we should really break that down. Why not reach our full potential? We do this with so many of our goals, with so many of the aspects of our life. We want to meet our full potential in our profession. We want to meet our full potential as a partner or as a parent or fill in the blank year, there is nothing wrong with wanting the lifestyle that you desire. And if I can help you or anyone can help you, this thought process can help you break away whatever is keeping you from that life, then let's do it. This is why I'm passionate about it. So whether it is the status of your health, physical, physical, Mental, whatever, whether it is the fear of getting on stage or starting a podcast and talking about what you're really passionate about, or if it's the fear of stepping in to your highest potential, it doesn't always come off like a fear. It can come off as just your logical reasoning. But really, again, I want to drive the fact home your thoughts are not always reality. I say that again just because you think something does not make it real. And that's for all of us, myself included, absolutely. I want you to think like you could think when you were four years old, just for a moment, when you had no limitations on your imagination and what you could do, and you really, really cared about your joy and what would just make you excited. Try to get into that headspace for a moment, okay? Once you get there, And you can let go of all of these, what you should do, how you should be, how you should feel. Get center with you. What would make you happy? What do you want to do? What fills your cup enough to runneth over into those around you? Now, what's the difference in your current reality and that reality? Is it a story that's playing in your head? Something you're telling yourself? Is it the fear of not doing it exactly perfect right off the bat? Or is it the fear of really leveling up and stepping into the person that you could be? And that can kind of be like getting rid of the person who you were. It's important to sit with these thoughts. If you want the best life that you can create, if you want your highest potential, whatever that may be, I can't know. I can't tell you what your potential is. Only you can. And if you want to get there, you've got to get serious. You've got to seriously think about your own brain and realize where we can get in our own way. And also remember We know we're our own hardest critics. I can pretty much guarantee some of the worst things you've said to yourself, ain't nobody thought about you. We're all busy focused on what we have going on. So think about it. Sit with it. Think about what your magic is, how you would give it out, where you would, and see if you might be getting in your own way. And let's start breaking it down. You deserve the lifestyle that you desire. You really do, and we can make it happen. It is quite literally my mission to teach people how to understand their own thoughts, how to break them down, understand which ones are real, which ones are theirs, and which ones are helpful, and help them reach their highest potential. I can guarantee you, without even knowing you, that the negative thought or the negative thing that you're telling yourself probably is not even real or is not something that anyone else would notice about you. So get real on what you want with this life and let's make it happen. But all right, my loves, that's where I'll leave us today. I want to thank you so much for joining in on this conversation with me. And each week, every Monday, we're going to be posting a new episode, going a little bit deeper into the conversation of what you can do to train your brain on purpose to really allow for the lifestyle that you want to live. Until next time, my loves. In the meantime, here's to your health and your happiness.